When patients are at risk for things like falling or self-harm, hospitals may assign staff or volunteers to sit with them and alert others if help is needed. But if those patients need to be isolated because of infection control concerns, sitters would be put at risk by being in the same room. This mix between a security camera and a Zoom call is called a telesitting monitor, and Priyanka Shah, a senior project officer in our device evaluation team here at ECRI, is evaluating its effectiveness and seeing how it impacts patient care. So these systems are predominantly used, as you rightly said, to take over the one-on-one -on -one, uh, nurse to patient surveillance. This system is a mobile cart or a stationary camera that would be fitted into a patient's room. So uh, our patient is right here. So if you want to monitor them, you could do that using the mobile cart. And I as a clinician, rather than being present in each rooms, I can just remotely look at all the information at a, over a central station or a dashboard and identify if my patient's uh, fall risk has behavioral health issues Then I can sort of provide them with the necessary uh, care or instructions from a remote location rather than A, uh, hindering the safety of my, me or my fellow clinician and B, especially during COVID times, uh, also helps with preventing infection or cross-spreading that. Okay. So that's how a, a nurse might use this device. How would I experience this as a patient? Is, the, is it just a monitor? Am I going to hear it? Am I talking to it? If there's a red light on, it means that there is active video monitoring going on. So as a nurse, I would do my due diligence to make sure the patient's aware of what the technology is all about. Um, the screen here is more so for sharing instructions and two-way communication. So for example, uh, fall, preventing fall risks is a big application for why the systems are used. So if I see my patient about to fall or venturing out of the bed when they're not supposed to, I observe it, um, I can immediately send a message. So for example, from the patient's perspective, I can put in a remote call or send out a message. So let's say I put in a video call to the patient. When I do that, the screen should start rolling up and the patient can this way have a two-way communication between the clinician and themselves. Are these something that are um, mostly used in hospitals? Are they ever used in like aging services settings? And, and how common are they today? Right now, the predominant use case has been the hospitals. Uh, we are seeing some interest in certain long-term long care facilities or skilled nursing facilities. I think it's getting there. Aging services being the prime example, wherein that's the population which may not be critically ill all the time, but might need a certain level of surveillance. It's a technology which we've seen rapid adoption and interest since the pandemic. Because before that, uh, it was difficult for clinicians to identify e a, either a need or B, budgets to uh, sort of show a return on investment. COVID sort of changed a lot of things around. So over the course of the next few years, uh, we are expecting these technologies to really boom up and its implementation rapidly increasing. As you're going through that evaluation, what are some key things you're looking for that are um, you know, features that you really want to see present? Sure. So some of the basic things uh, which we think are prerequisites, irrespective of which system you eventually purchase, are to do with the ability of the camera itself. So when I'm looking at a patient, am I able to zoom into the patient? if there are any instructions listed there. So let's say if there's another device there, am I able to really go in 
and sort of just look at the instructions remotely. So this really saves time from a clinician's perspective. B, as you said, if, if the patient is in an isolation room setup, I don't need to put on all the different PPEs to get in there. I can get all the information I need remotely by just panning, zooming, tilting, etc. The other thing is night vision camera. So a lot of audio video capabilities uh, uh, we, we want to make sure that this systems offer. Uh, from the clinician's perspective, so when you look at the dashboard, usability is a very big component. Uh, usability and workflow are something that we try to test with all the systems, particularly so with this technology because uh, A, it's the, the, the implementation is currently on the rise, so it's not a mature technology, so to speak. B, uh, workflow is constantly evolving. So uh, imagine a rural healthcare setting wherein the staffing ratio is constantly changing. So you want a system which is easily understandable and usable. So with, with minimal training, your patients and your staff can use the technology. The flip side of that then, what are some red flags? A feature or a lack of feature that if you saw it, would, would really make you pause? Sure. So one immediate thing that comes to mind is the inability to potentially have any form of communication with the patient. So if you don't have the ability to place an audio call or if you don't have the ability to zoom in, uh, if, if, if the data that you're receiving is not is pixelated, something as simple as that, that's a red flag right there. So the other red flag, believe it or not, is customer service. So um, everybody's trying to learn these technologies, so you want to make sure that you have a really good customer support and, uh, to train your super users, to train your clinicians, to troubleshoot through any issues that may come about. And of course, usability, but that's a work in progress as all things. Sure. Priyanka, thank you so much for being with us and walking us through this. Absolutely, no, my pleasure. Thank you for the questions. Thanks for watching ECRI Now. You can find more insights from the experts on YouTube and at ecri.org. Until next time, I've been your host, Paul Anderson. <laughs>